When I was young, everything that I was taught was that boys will be boys. And so I was addicted to women and I became so relationally numb that I never was fulfilled. And though I had everything that a young man could want, I didn't even know where I was going. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers and a real God. Today, we're going to be talking about how to handle temptations in life that can regularly present themselves. Now, we all have temptations, and some of us have temptations in different areas of our lives. And in today's show, we're going to have Cameron Ornette, who's a famous Christian actor, share his story of Before Christ how he often faced temptations and end up giving in to them a lot of the time. He lived a life of impulsiveness and it led to a reckless, addictive lifestyle. Cameron, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Cameron, I'm ecstatic that you are our guest today. You know, you're a famous movie producer, director, and actor. I mean, I know you've acted in great movies and TV shows like Star Trek, The Next Generation. I loved it. Meet the Browns. You're in Doogie Howser you know, before knowing Christ. And you've also produced and acted in very successful Christian movies like Overcomer and I Still Believe. So brother, it's tremendous. I love, you know, all the work that you've done, but I understand you came from a very humble background and that you struggled in life with personal issues before you came to know Christ. Tell me, where were you born and how were you raised? Well, I was born in Port Prince, Haiti. And so uh, the upbringing, if you would, was nothing but voodoo. And even though people talked about, you know, being Christians, the reality of it is that everything about the lifestyle was voodoo and was nothing at all like Jesus Christ. Wow. No kidding. So you were raised in Haiti and were you like coming from like a rich background? No, not at all. You know, I mean, people don't realize that in Haiti, poverty is so pervasive. And we think sometimes that it's just a matter of what's happening, maybe because of a hurricane or whatever else may be. But that's just the way of life. Wow. So you basically grew up in a very poor environment, but something happened. Your mom ended up moving you guys to America. Tell us about that. Yes, my mother was the determining factor of everything that has happened in our lives. You know, basically very rural, very impoverished, very voodoo filled. And one day she decides that she's going to come to America and she comes before everybody else has the wherewithal to make it through all of the language barriers and sends for us as children, my father. And that was really our saving grace, if you would. That's what took us out of the poverty and out of the issues and gave us a new life. Wow, that's amazing. And I understand as you were going through life, you were excelling. You were doing so good, like in academics, sports, and your looks. Like you were a good looking guy in the school you're in. So, you know, there was temptations along the way. What were those temptations? Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, at that point in time in life, man, you're a young man. Things are happening athletically, scholastically. And I'm the kind of guy that people are coming to to get the answers from. And so you grow this cockiness, this perspective. And, you know, the women are coming after you. And for me, my thing was I didn't know how to say no. Really? And so it became a problem early on that I didn't know how to get away from. I mean, okay. now it sounds like you are a magnet for girls. 
Okay, so personally, Cameron, I have never experienced this, okay? <laughs> I mean, the only time, brother, I'm going to be honest with you, the only time I experienced this was when I went to Vietnam with my parents. And maybe the closest thing to what you experienced is girls were lining up to meet me at a restaurant. But for most of my life, like, I did not know what this was like. I mean, I think, personally, I would have loved it. Now, what did it look like? <laughs> what, what did it look like for you as you were going through college? Well, you know, I mean, again, when you're going through it and you don't know any better, it, you figure that's just the way that it is. And of course, it's appealing. But the reality is that it's taking away your core and you don't even know it. You know, wow. there are things that are happening that you're drying up on the inside, even while it's coming at you. You don't know what to do. And then one day you wake up realizing that that's really all you have. Hmm. And that's really not really all you want. So, like, what would this look like? I mean, going to college for me, I would hope something would happen. Now, I was a former atheist, you know. So mm -hmm. at this time in your life, religion and all this stuff's not really a big deal for you. So, Correct. you know, would girls just be following you? Like you'd just be walking and then suddenly they'd just come talk to you? Like, what was that like? Well, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, however way you want to look at it, yeah. that's the way that it was. You know, I mean, I would walk across campus and by the time that I get to my dorm, I could have slept with three women. Whoa. You know, it was just kind of like crazy like that in college at the same time where I think women are moving out of the moral norms yeah. of what we were raised with way back in the day. Yeah. And that's just the way that it was. And for me, it had a normalcy. And at the same time, you know, you look back and you say, my goodness, that was just crazy. You know, and at the time, because you said you had a hard time saying no, like deep inside, yeah. did you want to say no? Were you kind of like, oh, I shouldn't? Because, you know, I think we're all like that. We all struggle with these temptations. Like, what was your thought process during like one of the times? You know, during those times, you knew that it was wrong. Wow. Even though you were in a state where you were glad that it was happening. But, you know, inside of us, we know inherently something is wrong. Something is crazy. Wow. But everybody else is doing it. And that's what the prevailing atmosphere is. So you just kind of go with it. But, you know, at the same time, there's a way that you treat women, you treat people that, you know, it's wrong. You know, that's not the way to live life. Right. Because it would be from like one girl and then like bye and then move to the next. Now. Did this, you know, make it difficult to have a steady relationship, you think, when you were younger? It did. But again, I don't really think that at the time that I thought about it as being anti-established relationship, mm. meaning that you had that, that was the one. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, you didn't say no to the other two or three that just wanted to be a temporary in your life. Yeah. They call it friends with benefits, <laughs> right? This friends with benefits. That's exactly right. And you know, it's so important for us to talk about this. And thank you, Cameron, for sharing this because so many young people today are doing this. They don't realize what's going on. Now, let me ask you, did you ever feel guilt or remorse before you were a Christian? Because like going from girl to girl, you know, and having sometimes many girls and maybe you'd get caught, you know, by someone you're committed to. Did you ever feel any guilt or remorse during that time? You know, I did, but it wasn't to the point of it getting me to stop because mm. from the background of voodoo, from the background of people always thinking that, you know, whatever nation that you're in, that you're Christian, Catholicism, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so I was raised with parents, especially by the time that I got to America, that went to church, but the church never was in me. But oh. I knew because of being around them that I wasn't living right, but it really didn't affect me in the ability to stop or the desire to stop. Wow. And I'm sure... It became like an addiction. Oh, it was, without a doubt. I mean, a huge addiction. You know, people don't think of pornography, sexuality, you know, women. They don't think of it from the addiction perspective, especially not while you're in it. Right. But it grabs you and it tells you what you will do, when you will do it, what kind of situation that you'll get into. And it causes you to be in places among people that you would have never chosen 
but by the fact that you're being drawn into it by this addiction. Wow. What do you mean? Tell us of an, you know, this is important for, I think, young people to hear. Well, you know, I mean, think about it. When you're dealing with something like heroin or whatever else, you end up in seedy neighborhoods. You end up in the wrong place at the wrong time, four right. in the morning. You know, well, it's the same thing with sex. When you are, you know, being lured into a situation, your flesh is telling you, your body is telling you, that craving is telling you, you got to have it. You got to go after it. You don't really care how old it is. You don't really care what wow. part of the neighborhood it's in. None of that right. really matters. All you want to do is get your fix. Sex is the same way. That makes sense. So it comes to the point, like an addiction, like a drug addiction, it's like, it doesn't matter who it hurts. It just matters that you get the fix. Wow. It doesn't matter who it hurts. That's a good way to put it. It doesn't matter who it hurts. Because looking back, you know now that you hurt a lot of people. Wow. Cameron, let's stop there because I understand that you're getting so much in life and it still wasn't enough. And I want you on our next show to talk about how you had an encounter with God even while being intimate with a Christian girl, which is crazy. So let's say that for the next show. Cameron, thanks so much for being with us on our show. Pleasure being here. Thank you so much. You know, getting people to know and realize how good God is and what we've all been through, that's the whole point. Cameron, it's so good, my friend. Thanks so much for being real and raw with us on the Real Life Radio Show. God bless. Hang on. I want to analyze this a little more right after the break. Listen, my friend, you are in a spiritual battle, and there's a spiritual battle right now for the soul of our nation. The Bible says we overcome the power of the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimonies. And friend, I need your help spreading this show to all 50 states all across the USA, and that takes money to broadcast in each city. You can help by being a stable monthly giver of our ministry, Awakening the Nations. We are a ministry who's committed to preaching the gospel all across the world. Partner by going to awakeningthenations.com, and we believe America shall be saved. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? Honestly, to some people, it would be like he's living the life. He's getting all this attention from girls. He's getting opportunities to be with them. And the temptations kept coming and coming in his life. Popularity, girls, like, come on. When I was younger, this was the lifestyle I dreamed of having. (laughs) You know, when I was an atheist, at least. Now, others might say, well, he's giving himself over to temptations. So what do you think? Now, we all got temptations. We all struggle with some sort of temptation. And there's always that struggle to give into something that you know isn't good for you. What do ancient writings reveal about temptations? It is written in James 1, 13 through 16, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. So according to the scripture, temptations, though the world can see it as a good thing, it's a very bad thing. According to the scripture, God made Cameron to only be with one woman, the woman of his dreams, to have only sex with her. But instead, he's going through these temptations day by day, girls just throwing themselves at him. According to that scripture, 
God isn't the one who does the tempting. So if you're ever faced with a temptation, just know it's not from God. Another thing that is temptation, it isn't sin, but it leads to sin. And that part that is sin will always lead to death. Think of it. Sin gives birth to death, spiritual death, emotional death, sometimes physical death. And as you hear Cameron's story, you're going to hear that death begin to set into his life. What about you? Have you experienced what the scripture says yet? Have you noticed that those temptations lead to sin and then the sin produces death? Have you noticed that? Like something is wrong inside, but you don't know what's wrong and why? This is something that's very real. And according to the word of God, Jesus came to die on the cross for the death that sin produces in your life. And you can get forgiveness of your sins right now. Father God, I just lift up my friend. And Lord, if there's any temptations that we just keep giving into, if you're giving into them, Lord, we release those things to you. And we ask you, Lord Jesus, to be our savior. Forgive us for our sins, Lord God. We give them to you and we ask that you deliver us and set us free from that sin. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. If you have a testimony to share or know someone who does and would like to share it on our show, go to AwakeningTheNations.com and click Guest Audition on the top menu. See you next time.